Welcome to the Yogi Fuel Podcast, the podcast that's all about up-leveling your health, your practice, and your consciousness. We'll be taking the ancient wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science, having conscious conversations with spiritual thought leaders and alternative health professionals, and sometimes just me sharing my own experiences and knowledge to support you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Melissa Singh, and this is the Yogi Fuel Podcast. Now, this week on the podcast, we are going to take a look at something that is very near and dear to many of us yogis, and that is coffee. And that's a very important conversation to have because especially if you're an Ashtangi, coffee is practically like a food group for us. So in this episode, I'm going to dive in and get to the bottom of whether or not coffee is actually good or bad. Should you have it? How much of it should you have? And what yoga and Ayurveda would say about coffee. Now, there's so much information out there around this topic. And to me, it feels kind of polarizing because, you know, you see some health pros and they say, coffee is unhealthy and it contributes to and perpetuates things like adrenal fatigue and stress. And then there's these other people who actually recommend it for its health benefits because yeah, there are actually health benefits to coffee. And I think this can be super confusing for people to hear and it can actually leave them feeling unsure about what to do for yourself. So as always, I'm going to look at things from both that yogic and Ayurvedic perspective and then the scientific perspective to give you a really complete picture of, you know, what's going on here with coffee. And first, I would love to talk about that yogic Ayurvedic perspective. So coffee is actually rajasic in nature. And now rajas is one of the three gunas, sattva, rajas, and tamas. And sattva is that pure, harmonious, balanced energy that we're all working toward as yogis. Rajas is that intense, passionate, moving energy. And tamas is the downward, dulling um, energy. And I've talked about it a bit before um, that we want to be cultivating sattva in our diet as much as possible. It's one of the five pillars of a yogic diet. And so you might be wondering, is having coffee technically unyogic because it isn't sattvic? And my answer for you folks is not necessarily because here's the thing. Okay, the gunas are all sort of like contained within one another, and you can't have sattva without rajas and tamas. And in fact, sattva is a balance between rajas and tamas. And in fact, there's actually such a thing as rajasic sattva and tamasic sattva. And fun fact, there is such a thing as being like too sattvic, you know, like those people who are like holier than thou. Mm, I'm so sattvic. Um, that's a little bit too much sattva, okay? And that ain't kosher. So, Rajasic sattva can be really beneficial, especially to us modern yogis who primarily maybe our sadhana, like our practice is asana, right? We need that passionate moving energy to get us up and actually get us on our mat to perform our spiritual practice. And let's be honest, as ashtangis, coffee is usually the thing that helps us to get there. But we also need a bit of that tamasic sattva, that tamasic grounding quality, which in a nice balanced state shows up like, you know, grounding and keeping us on our spiritual path. So trying not to get off topic from a spiritual perspective, that rajasic quality in coffee, if we use coffee correctly, can actually support our spiritual spiritual practice because it's going to help to get us up, to get us on our mat each day. And that's really what we want. And off the mat, let's be honest, if we use coffee appropriately, it totally helps us to move toward our goals. It gives us energy to accomplish what we need to do during the day. And that's really important in this modern world because let's face it, guys, 
We are modern yogis, okay? We have jobs, we have families, we have things to do, and sometimes we need a little bit of rajas to give us that boost. And, you know, for me as a mom with a very active, you know, one and a half ish year old, um, I know that coffee definitely sometimes gives me that boost. So that's my yogic rant about coffee. Now from a more, you know, westernized scientific modern perspective, um, here's the deal. Some people feel like coffee, like I said earlier, can perpetuate adrenal fatigue and anxiety, and, you know, it can provoke nervousness and, that it's a diuretic, so it can dehydrate the body. And, you know, at the end of the day, it is a stimulant. So yeah, it's going to stimulate the nervous system. And in some cases, if we overuse coffee, it can overstimulate our nervous system. And ideally, we don't want to be in an overstimulated state. We want to achieve that balance. So yes, all of those things are true. It can have those effects on our body. However, on this other side, these other healthcare providers and, you know, other um, bodies of, of research and people oftentimes recommend coffee for its benefits. Like it's antioxidant properties, it's obvious improvement in cognitive function, and it does have a positive effect on the digestive system. It really gets things going down there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so it can feel confusing because, yeah, all of these things are true about coffee. Like there are these negative sort of side effects of coffee, but there are these positive benefits. So it's like, what do you do? And do the benefits outweigh the sort of potential harmful side effects? So whenever I have a conundrum about something and I see the sort of disconnect between, you know, these two sides of a coin, I always look toward Ayurveda. Because in Ayurveda, which is why I love Ayurveda, there are no inherently bad foods, right? It's really about looking at a couple of things. And so what we're going to go over is number one, your individual constitution, like what is your dosha? Because coffee can be maybe beneficial for certain doshas, certain mind body types, and it can be not beneficial for others. And then the second thing we want to look at is what is your current situation? So what are you going through right now? Are you in, you know, a period of stress or difficulty or are things smooth sailing? And then the third thing we want to think about is how and why are you having coffee? So in this case, it's coffee, but you could do this and you can sort of use this sort of format in any, with any type of food. So today we're talking about coffee and the how and the why you're having it is the most important part in my opinion. Um, and as always, you know, I want to encourage you to be mindful of what you're eating and how you're eating and how it's affecting you. So always in Ayurveda, we want to look at how and why we're using specific foods. And this, like I said, is one of the most important things. And if you've ever seen an Ayurvedic practitioner or an Ayurvedic doctor, chances are they've questioned your food choices. And I find it really interesting because half the time, you know, whenever I've seen an Ayurvedic doctor, it kind of makes me realize that for certain things, I have no idea why I'm eating or drinking that certain thing. And oftentimes I realize it's out of habit. And so the very first thing you want to do is ask yourself, why do I drink coffee? So is it because you love the taste of coffee? Is it like this comforting part of your morning ritual? Do you actually enjoy it? Like, do you like having coffee or does having coffee come from this place of, I need it? Do you find yourself having like three, four, maybe even five cups of coffee a day just to feel human? Do you wake up in the morning and feel like you need coffee before you can properly function? So this why is so important because there is a big difference, people, between having like a cup of coffee because you love it and, you know, sitting and chatting with a friend and because you absolutely need it to function. It is the difference between consciously consuming coffee and being addicted to it. 
And I honestly think that way more of us than we realize are completely addicted to coffee. And a good way to tell is pretty generally, if you're having like more than three cups of coffee a day, you can't wake up until you've had a cup of coffee and you feel like a zombie until you've had your morning cup of joe. And it's like that saving grace in your day and you're having them, you know, several times throughout the day to give you that boost. Chances are you are addicted to it and perhaps not using it properly. And I think this is the main challenge when it comes to coffee is that it can be addictive and it can be abused. And some of us may be using coffee like a drug. And that's really what we're doing, right? When you think about it, when we consume coffee from this place of like, oh my God, I need my coffee. That's really where that issue around coffee lies is we're not using it as like even a supplement to say enhance our performance or to support our spiritual practice in the sense that we're using it in that like rajasic sattvic way to get us up and get going. In a lot of cases, we're abusing it and we're like dependent on it, right? So all of those negative effects of coffee that I listed earlier are really like as a result of having way too much coffee really overusing it and maybe having that sort of negative relationship with coffee. And as with anything in Ayurveda, it's all about moderation, right? Like Ayurveda is all about balance. And like I said, even sattva is a balance between rajas and tamas. So having some rajas in your life, like the form of some coffee, that's totally cool. But it's when we get way out of hand and we start having way too much, too much, is never a good thing. Even too much of a good thing isn't a good thing, especially according to Ayurveda. So we really want that balance. If you are having, you know, one to two cups of coffee a day, you're probably fine. But if you're having three, four, five, or, you know, even more, and honestly thinking about the size of the coffee that you're having, okay, Tim Hortons, this is a Canadian company. I even think Starbucks has these sizes too. They've got like 24 ounce coffees. Guys, that is insane. That is a huge amount of coffee. And if you're having a couple of those a day, you can probably see how um, things can get out of hand really, really quickly. Like I said earlier, there are also some other things that we may want to consider when we're considering our coffee consumption. And the first thing, the other thing actually is our constitution. So if you are someone who is a particularly vata or pitta in nature, lots of coffee can be aggravating and make you feel ungrounded. And a good way to just tell is, you know, pay attention, pay attention to how you feel when you have coffee. Is it supporting you? Is it helping you to, you know, in that rajasic sattvic way where it helps to get you going? Or is it actually just aggravating any anxiety you have? Is it making you feel out of control? Those are signs that we would not want to be um, consuming a lot of coffee. And then the other thing you want to look at is your current life situation. That can totally play a factor. So if you're going through, you know, a period of high stress or something, you know, you might want to reconsider in that phase of your life, um, maybe just toning it down on the coffee a little bit. And so if any of these things sound like you, if you, you know, know that you're a vata or a pitta, if you're going through, you know, particularly anxious or high stress period in your life, I would recommend playing around with your coffee consumption a little, maybe cutting it down or going coffee free for a bit and just seeing how you feel, right? Like use yourself as like a bit of an experiment. There's no harm in reducing the amount of coffee that you're going to have. So play around with it, see how you feel. Um, and a good thing to note is that if you feel like shit when you stop drinking coffee, chances are you are addicted to it and you might want to go for a longer period of time without coffee. 
Um, and I just wanted to share with you a little bit about what shifted my perspective on coffee, because a few years ago, I attended a workshop with Dr. Robert Savaboda. He, if you don't know him, he is an amazing, um, Ayurvedic doctor here in the West. And, um, I attended a talk with him and one of the first things he spoke about was coffee. And he introduced me to this idea that we actually might be addicted to coffee. And he said that what he does often, he said, I drink coffee, but every couple of months, what I do is I take a week and I stop drinking coffee and I pay attention to how I feel. And he says, if I feel tired and lethargic and I feel, you know, like I have headaches and I'm grumpy, I know that that's me like having withdrawal symptoms from coffee. And he said, this can be helpful because that gives us this insight into how we're using coffee and, you know, what is our relationship to coffee? And so I thought, you know what, let me, let me take that on. You know, at that time in my life, I was drinking a lot of coffee. I had a very stressful job. I would wake up, have one, maybe two coffees, and then go and do my practice. I'd have another coffee and then another one in the middle of the day. It was crazy. So I said, let me try this on. And in true, I can be quite pitta, so I'm very all or nothing. And I said, I'm just going to go cold turkey, no coffee. And I felt like shit. <laughs> and that was a good thing. Cause I said to myself, you know what? I'm totally addicted to coffee. Let me, you know, take a little while and be coffee free and see how I feel. And it took, I would say about a week or two for me to come down from that, you know, like withdrawal type symptom thing. And then, you know, I felt fine. I actually felt better. I actually felt like I had way more energy, um, during the day. I didn't rely on coffee anymore. It wasn't like I was, and I was one of those people, by the way, who woke up and was like, Oh, I need my coffee. Um, and so I felt like kind of free. It felt awesome. I had so much more energy throughout the day, like I said. Um, and it was awesome. And then I didn't drink coffee for two years and something I started to realize that I also want to touch on as well is like, we have this idea around, you know, we don't want to be addicted to coffee but we also don't want to be fearful of coffee. And that's something that I realized, um, kind of happened with me was I was completely coffee free. And if people would offer me like a sip of their coffee, you know, maybe my husband and I would go out for, you know, brunch. And then he'd say, Hey, do you want some of my coffee? And I didn't really recognize it at the time, but I was actually very fearful of even, you know, having a sip of coffee, like lest I become addicted again. And so, you know, Right now, I'm sort of at this space of, you know, I think I have a much healthier relationship to coffee. Um, I'm able to have one to two cups, and that's good for me. I notice that, you know, if I have any more than like two cups, I feel a little bit um, anxious and jittery. It doesn't make me feel good. But something that was really important for me in this whole like journey around, um, letting go of coffee and then kind of, you know, reintegrating it into my life was eliminating that fear-based relationship I had with it because I was so fearful and I was sort of in like a sattvic place too. Like, mm, I'm so much holier than thou because I don't drink coffee. Like, mm, I'm so good, you know? Um, so yeah, it was really important for me to sort of reestablish this healthy relationship with coffee. And so I just want to highlight that while it's important that we're not completely addicted to coffee, we also don't want to be super fearful of coffee consumption either. And in addition to sort of recognizing that, um, fear-based relationship with coffee, something else I realized after I gave it up and slowly started consuming it again was that if I'm not careful or when I have too much coffee, it makes me really jittery. And so something I recognize is that my body is not the best at metabolizing coffee. Uh, it's actually pretty mediocre at it. And so what's important for me is to just be you know, really mindful and moderate my intake of coffee and recognize that once I feel jittery and anxious, I just stop drinking it. So that's another thing with coffee is that we are all different, right? 
we are all, you know, unique and our bodies, um, some bodies don't metabolize coffee as well as others. And so Uh, If you notice that you feel pretty anxious and jittery when you have too much caffeine, chances are that your body does not metabolize um, caffeine very well. Um, And so just start playing around, start noticing your current coffee consumption. How do you feel? Do you feel good? You know, do you have that? Like, I know for me in the morning when I wake up and I have that like first cup of coffee, I feel like I have an appropriate amount of rajas where, you know, I'm motivated to do things, but if I have too many, I feel jittery and anxious. Sometimes I get like heart palpitations. So pay attention to that in yourself and see how it actually makes you feel and When you're trying to go off coffee or if you're trying to reduce your amount of coffee consumption, you do not have to go cold turkey like me. You can just slowly cut it down to a few cups a day, maybe down to one, then try your hand at going coffee free for a week and see how it feels. And I'm going to tell you straight up right now, it is going to be hard. You might feel like shit. You might be cranky and headachy and exhausted and guys, these are all symptoms of withdrawal. So if you are feeling that way, when you go coffee free, chances are you're addicted and listen, no judgment. Okay. Most people, a lot of people are unknowingly addicted to coffee, but the fact that you're listening to this podcast means that you are looking to bring, you know, more consciousness and awareness to your food and lifestyle choices. So even just becoming aware, like, damn, I'm addicted to coffee. That is a great first step. And maybe you just leave with that acknowledgement and you don't act on it for now. That's cool. Like the first step is acknowledgement and awareness. And when you are ready to make a change, you know where to find me. So I just want to hammer home that our relationship with food, and in this case, coffee, is oftentimes so much more important than what we're actually consuming, right? We really just want to develop a conscious relationship with whatever it is we're eating and drinking and allow those choices to come from a place of awareness rather than just like mindless habitual consumption. So Lastly, I just want to talk about our morning routine real quick, because one of the best pieces of advice I have for you is to just make sure that coffee is not the very first thing that we are putting into our system straight in the morning. I have talked about this before, but we want to ease into the day. Okay. Like we want to take our time getting up in the morning. We want to brush our teeth, cleanse our body, you know, maybe drink some warm water with a little bit of lemon. I have not been loving the lemon lately. I'll be honest, but some people do, which is cool, but we want to flush our system before we like load it up with a stimulant like coffee or caffeine. So What I do is I have about 500 milliliters of warm water in the morning just to flush the system before I load it up with coffee. And I have noticed that it makes me feel a lot better. It's just a great way to ease into the day. If you're starting off your day with a stimulant like caffeine, like think about how that's setting the tone for your day, right? So just starting off, we're going to talk a little bit about morning routines and routines in later episodes, I promise. But just as a nice sort of small tidbit, I would say don't have coffee be that very first thing that you have in the morning. Start with warm water, flush the system, then have your coffee and make sure that if you do drink one or two cups of coffee a day, that you're just hydrating appropriately. Like I said, coffee is a diuretic and that's only a problem if you're not you know, consuming enough water. So The question remains, should you keep drinking coffee? And the answer is, I really don't know. You are going to have to continue to be in tune with how coffee makes you feel and determine for yourself whether or not it's something you should continue drinking, you know, how much you should keep drinking and just, you know, start paying attention, start noticing like, hmm, do I feel jittery when I drink it? 
Does it positively impact my energy or does it make me feel more drained? You know, what times of day does coffee make me feel good and for, and full of energy versus, you know, more depleted. So for me, I've noticed that having like one to two cups of coffee a day, ideally before noon is the best for me. And listen, your body knows what is best for you. So if we're feeling depleted and that we need to rely on coffee all day long, chances are that there is an underlying deficiency or a buildup of AMA or toxins, which we'll talk about later that we really need to address. And until we address that underlying cause of, you know, our energy depletion, drinking coffee is just going to continue to be a band-aid solution. So this is why it's so important that you begin to get clear on your relationship with coffee. So you can start to heal any potentially underlying issues that may be there. And like I said, you don't have to give up coffee entirely. I went a few weeks without coffee and I recognized I had some serious deficiencies, bit of adrenal fatigue. I was burnt out and I went on to work on healing those underlying issues rather than continuing to cover it up with more and more coffee. You can totally do the same. Now, if you are unsure and you want more support around this, just shoot me a message and I would be happy to help you in any way that I can. All right, guys, I hope you found this episode helpful. And as always, if you like this episode, please let us know by writing a review, giving a rating and subscribing so you can get all the episodes from the Yogi Feel podcast straight to your phone or device. And if you want to connect with me online, you can on Instagram at Melissa Singh Yogi Fuel or on Facebook also at Melissa Singh Yogi Fuel. I'm super excited to be bringing you this podcast and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. I'll see you next week. Bye.